Texans fans, you are the best fans in the National Football League. And our home field advantage, we need you all game long, and it starts now. Look, I'm unstoppable. Forget your defense, nothing but an obstacle. Run it back, switch it up, call it not a bow. Serving up them Hail Marys till the game over with the show. Stop a soul, hot you gotta blow on it. I said I'll huff and I'll puff, then I'll pass to my left while I'm looking to my right. Hit them right in the Hey everybody, and uh thank you for joining us on this special episode of the Texans Fan Battle Podcast. I'm here with my boy Crenshaw. Say what's up to the folks. What's up, y'all? And today we're going to be talking this game Sunday against the Patriots. You know, uh, everybody's not really rooting for him now. Tom Brady left, but, you know, right. Let me introduce you the player and the principal, John and Jack Kelly. How you doing, sir? Nice to be here. Yep. Thank you for having us on. No problem, guys. Thanks for joining us. So, it's a, you know, uh, a big game for both teams, uh, both one and three, um, not looking good. Uh, I believe y'all are in third, correct, in, in y'all's division as well. Mm-hmm. I did not have the tiebreaker broke with you and the Jets. So, yeah, so far we're beating the Jets. So, I mean, that's early right. in the season, but that'd be that's a tiebreaker. Right. Yeah, y'all have them head to head. I forgot about that. Um, so, going into this game, uh, tell us what what's your thoughts on the Texans' um, strengths? What, what, what are y'all scared of coming yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, this? if I was going to go first, I guess. I think the Texans look like a totally different team week one when you had Tyrod Taylor versus now. I look at a team that obviously Davis Mills struggled throwing the ball last week. I know the weather in Buffalo was terrible, but you guys struggled throwing the ball. And I look at a team with multiple veteran running backs that really haven't done much. I look at, you know, Mark Ingram's had a great career, but he's got 171 yards through four games. I look at David Johnson and Philip Lindsay, both veteran, solid career NFL running backs that have less than 100 yards combined, each of them, over the first four games. So I don't think it's so much a strength of Houston's team. I My biggest fear with you guys is whether you lost 40 to nothing last week is that fire in the belly did come out and, and straighten things out this week because you guys looked very tough the first week with Tyrod Taylor. I thought looked great and sort of dropped off since then. What do you think, Jack? Yeah, no, I mean, I agree with what you said. Obviously, you know, obviously even for the Patriots side, obviously our run defense isn't the greatest thing, so obviously – you know, the run game is going to be big for you guys, you know, this week. And then even just the big thing for me is obviously the one real huge bright spot has obviously been Brandon Cooks in the offense. I mean, he's been, even in a game last week where they really didn't get anything going, he was still able to have five catches for 40-something yards, and he's had over 50% of the, of the offense himself. So I think just keys, I think, for the Patriots this week, for especially defensively, I think for the strengths of the Texans are going to be obviously being able to get Brandon Cooks the ball and just being able to, um, you know, isolate him and just being able to, um, for Houston, they're going to want to get the run game going for sure. Not to mention, with you guys having a young quarterback similar to us, I mean, Davis Mills, the rookie out of Stanford, you got to be able to run the ball, be able to keep the defense off of him. Cooks can spread the field. He hit the deep ball. He was a speed receiver back with the Patriots a few years ago also. But you do have veteran running backs that are good. I'm not sure what the deal is with your offensive line. I haven't watched a lot of Texans games. I just know the run game hasn't been effective yet. But if you could get those guys going, that would be able to let Davis Mills settle down a bit, maybe some play action off the run, and try and hit the Patriots deep. But I think the run game, as Jack said a moment ago, will be the key. It's going to be a case of the line of scrimmage. Can you guys hold up there and get your running game going? 
Yeah, and then just one more thing too quickly. Obviously, with Tyrod Taylor week one, it was a different – it was a little easier to run the ball just because it's a different kind of offense. But obviously, that was the real week, especially with Mark Ingram. You know, he had over 20 carries. He had almost 100 yards. I think, obviously, they'll kind of want to get back to how they were running the ball. That week, obviously, will be the big thing for them. I don't think – I mean, I can personally, if I look at the game, I don't see – I see the Patriots winning the game. I, we'll talk bigger predictions down the road, but I just think that the Texans haven't shown enough without Tyrod Taylor – be able to put enough points on the board to win the game. But I guess we'll have to see that on Sunday. Okay. Okay. Well, so what's our what's our biggest weakness in your in your eyes? I mean, I kind I kind of can guess, but I'll let yeah. y'all I'll let y'all but say my, it. my guess would be just having that young quarterback. Um, I mean, that's gonna be the, the the straw that stirs a drink. And honestly, I mean, to be able to throw the ball, if you can't run the ball, you're gonna have to put it in his hands to throw the ball. And he hasn't shown yet the ability to make big plays down the field to throw the ball. Um, again, the Buffalo game was bad weather, but even the week before that, when you guys had played against the Panthers, it was the same thing. He, he had a few more completions percentage-wise, but not many yards, wasn't able to do much throwing. So I think it's the quarterback's about to hurt you the most. And that shows the difference in week one when you guys won with Tyrod Taylor, who's not a, a, an all-pro quarterback, but he's a solid veteran who's been around for a bit, and he looked really good week one. And I think you're seeing the fall-off when you don't have that quarterback. Sort of like the Patriots saw when Tom Brady went away and you had the Cam Newton – thing last year we didn't really have a quarterback and it just kind of dropped off so we'll see but i think the biggest weakness i would say is quarterback okay before we jump into the uh you know the patriots side on us uh chris do you have anything to say about their um you know their their views of the strength and weaknesses i mean everything they said was right i mean um our run game isn't good it's similar to their running game because um Mark Ingram is our leading rusher. Damon Harris, they're leading rusher. But after that, it's a fall off on us. It's a fall off on them. Now, their biggest strength is the pass game. Um, I think um, what you got, um, what's the guy named Bourne, um, Aguilar, and uh, what's the other guy's name? Jacoby Myers. Yeah, Yeah, Jacoby Myers. Myers, All all those guys, I think, got 150-plus yards. And our receiving core after Cooks is trash. So that's their biggest strength right there, passing the ball down the field, uh, I believe Mac Jones seven percent completion rate. So, I I mean I know the predictions is you know down down the line, but I, to me they're gonna beat us. I, I just gotta say it right now. I just can't wait down the line. They're gonna beat us. I'm Bill Belichick, rookie quarterback. He's gonna eat them alive. I'm afraid to watch this game. Uh, yeah, to me and, and the, the strength is it doesn't matter who goes, who comes. Uh, the Patriot Bill Belichick always finds a way to get that defense to. Uh, be a stout defense like you said earlier win at the line i mean they always win at the line and and a lot of people underestimate that to win a ball game you have to win at the scrimmage and um bill bill belichick finds a way to do it so um i think that's y'all's biggest biggest strength right there and and like crimson says um mac jones is looking really good so far i i know the win column doesn't say much but i it, so far to me, he's he's probably the best rookie out there. Yeah. Um, and and the weakness, I gotta say it too, is is probably the run game. I mean, just like us, it's hard to get it going. And with uh maybe that's why uh neither of us are winning not winning games is because we're not running the ball. It's, uh, same like y'all said last week. Mills had to put the ball in the air and just the what the weather, the top five Bills defense. It played a factor in this. We laid a goose egg. It was it was terrible, um, horrible. Because what do you think their their biggest weakness is? 
Um, I mean, I don't really see a weakness in their team because they coach so well. That's the one thing about the Patriots over the years. It doesn't matter who's on the offense, who's on the defense. They coach the guys so well. So I don't see a weakness in them. I'm just going to keep it 100 with it. I don't see a weakness. Okay. All right. So, uh, guys, um, what do you think the prediction going into game, uh, Sunday's game is going to be? Well, when, when you mentioned before about Bill Belichick, and obviously in New England, we've won for a long period of time. Now, there's no Tom Brady last year. He went to Tampa Bay, won a Super Bowl, we dropped off. But the Patriots, after a down year last year, went out and spent a ton of money this offseason looking to fill a bunch of holes, almost $200 million. And the one and three record sometimes can be deceiving. At the end of the day, you are what you are. But we had a late fumble against Miami or should have won that game. We had the field goal hit the upright Sunday night. We, we could legitimately could be three and one, possibly four and oh. So we are one and three. The record is what it is. But I think it's a much better Patriot team than that. And I, I think not to talk down on the Texans at all, but I think the Patriots look at this as an opportunity to get the season going in the right direction, to come out and get a win this week, hopefully, and move forward. Um, you mentioned the running game earlier. It's funny because coming into the season for the Patriots, the biggest strength was the running game we thought in the offensive line. And Trent Brown's been out hurt, and we haven't been able to solve that riddle because the running game was struggled. We traded Sonny Michelle, too. We traded Sonny Michelle, and we had a couple of running back injuries with James White, and all of a sudden our strengths became weaknesses. What you guys might or might not know right now is that four of our linemen have been out all week long. Um, the center, mm. Dave Andrews, is still practicing, but the left guard and left tackle are both out with COVID. They may or may not play this weekend. And then Ooh. your right guard, Shaq Mason, has been out this week, and Trent Brown's still out. So they might all play Sunday. We'll have to wait and see. But today, as of you know Thursday at practice, they only had one of their five linemen practicing. So that could I be have... a huge switch in the game, obviously. If That's a good sign for us. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we'll see how that goes. But – um, if it doesn't, Mac Jones, I think you've mentioned percentage has been very good. I think up here in New England, Jack, would you say about what do you say about Mac Jones? Yeah, so I mean, I think he's good. I think that people can kind of maybe be a little too high on him. I still definitely think he's solid. I think that I just want to see a little more of anytime they're in third and eight or third and ten, just looking to kind of put the ball in his hands more because they clearly have confidence in him to be able to get the ball out of his hands quick. But anytime they get to a third and eight, third and ten, even a spot where it looks like they need to push down and get points. They seem to throw like a lot of screens or a lot of stuff like that. So I just think for me, I want to see a lot more with Matt kind of looking a lot more down the field. Cause he does have a good completion percentage on a lot of the intermediate stuff, but I want to see him start to stretch the defense out a little more too. Yeah. I think of all the rookie quarterbacks you mentioned earlier, he may look the best of them right now, but I think he came to the best situation yeah. too of all the rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. Not just with the coaching, but the structure in place here, the offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels and Belichick. Yeah. And, uh, we, 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 spoke of, we spoke of that at the beginning of the season. Of, yeah. of all the rookie quarterbacks, he he probably got the best hand dealt to him. Yeah, and the one thing we've seen is that we kick a lot of field goals in the red zone. And, and there are times that Belichick, or the offense coaches, whether it's McDaniels or Belichick, hasn't really put the ball in Mac Jones's hands, trying to hit the ball to the end zone. Even Sunday night, we had a third and goal for the 14-yard line through a screen yeah. pass instead of shooting to the end zone. So I think the next step in his progression is testing him down the field, and we'll see if that happens on Sunday. But – I think the Patriots are too strong. I think they're going to come out, put some good points on the board. And I'm looking myself. I will let Jack make the prediction, but I'm thinking it's going to be the Patriots, thirty-one to seventeen, something like that. Probably a couple scores. So I'm thinking actually. So I think obviously, like we said, it's kind of a crossroad games for both teams. Um, obviously, we're heading almost in different directions. Obviously, Houston looked really good at the beginning of the year with Tyrod Taylor, and obviously, we're kind of looking better now that we did the start of the year. So I'm going to actually say. I'm going to say that, obviously, the spread I know is about nine, nine and a half. I am going to say that the Texans do cover the spread. 
So I'll say that just I think the Patriots win 20 to 14. And I just think we make enough plays to comfortably win the game, but I just think Houston's still going to be. And I think the big thing, like we said earlier about weaknesses, is just even just for New England, just our run defense hasn't been great this year. That's the one thing for us that's not in the top half of the NFL. So I think that just, you know, the, um, Houston's ability to kind of, if they can get the run game going with Ingram and those other guys and kill clock, I think they can kind of keep it close. Okay. Chris, so what's your prediction? I know you already said we're going to lose. You said yeah, that last so night too. Yeah. I'm going to have to find yeah. me a new host. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to lose, but I'm, I'm going with 20 to 10, New England. Um, we're not going to get many points um, against them. It's they're just They're just too good. The defense top five and – they're just too good, man. I, Davis Mills right now, he's not ready. Hopefully Sunday he plays better since the weather's going to be good because we're home. But just Belichick, man, I'm just afraid of that guy, man. He just always come through on rookies. Um, I'm I'm gonna go the option all three, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Texans come out with a W. Uh, as a Nick Casario revenge game. I'm not necessarily revenge, but you know. He has to show he has to show dad what's up, you know. Yeah. So he's gonna have to beat yeah, you're gonna have to beat Bill Bill Belichick. I'm gonna say it's gonna be a 17-10 game. Close. Um I think Tim Kelly's finally gonna open up the playbook and uh, let Mills sling it. I mean, there's been especially in the Carolina game, uh he, he's looked really good when they opened up the playbook. So hopefully they do it from the get-go and and we, we pull off the W. Uh-oh. Um, we shall so, see there. Uh, let me ask you guys a couple of questions, if you don't mind. Go ahead. I'm go sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just curious from your perspective, from a Houston Texan perspective, like the whole Deshaun Watson story, who, you know, if, if I was looking at the Texan team that obviously just a couple of years ago, when you guys had an offense was high powered, you had Javate uh, Clowney, you obviously you had Watt, and you guys were one of the top teams in the AFC. And the Watson thing looks like it's really going to be the biggest issue for you guys for the simple fact that, when he first demanded a trade, if a trade was made, it seemed like you guys were going to get a lot back. And I'm hearing rumors right now that maybe the Dolphin trade still happens, but what's the word down your way as far as what might happen with that, with him and the team? Um, so um, the the trade is, I mean, he, he's not going to play for the Texans again. Uh, seeing him on the field in NRG is over with. Uh, they even reached out to him before the, the season starter and said, hey, look, at we got this team going. And, and Nick Casario did a real good job of rebuilding his team. Uh, Bill O'Brien left us in shambles, and he did a great job. I'm, I'm real glad of the pickup. But, um, yeah, he, he said he's no longer going to be a Texan. And uh, last I heard, um, the Eagles, am I, am I right, Chris? All the Eagles yeah. Yeah. Uh, owner has said, green light, do whatever it takes to get this on. So uh, I know there's two teams, Miami. Eagles, Eagles and Carolina. Carolina as well. Yeah. Carolina and then Miami. So yeah, I'm just curious because I thought we messed up the Stephon Gilmore situation where we went ahead and just basically lost him for a sixth round pick. Where if we had traded him early, might have gotten more. And I was curious if Watts was the same situation. Um, I the the good thing about Casario, he's not Bill O'Brien. He does he's not going to trade away his star player for Skittles. Mm-hmm. So um, I I think he's going to be his, you know, either three first, three seconds, or nothing. It's it's what I'm I'm hearing from uh from yeah King. and then and then if he's cleared you know we're gonna get more picks but if not I mean we're gonna get something for him if not we're gonna hold on to him I mean we got his rights for five years 
We could franchise him so we could actually make him suffer if he really want to. I mean, the reason he wants out, no one knows, is all he say, she say stuff. But me as a fan, like I was rooting for the guy, but then he finally showed his true colors. He was like, you know, F the fans. I'm like, what's going on, guy? We got your back. Why do you really want to leave this team? It's more than, oh, they didn't give me say. I think that's bullshit right there. So yeah. I really want to know what's going on. Like, I really want to ask this guy, why do you want to leave the team? Like, come on, bro. One bad season and you want to dip? I mean, it's other quarterbacks. The Matt Staffords of the world. I mean, um, Baker Mayfield, they had worse seasons than you, and they stuck it out. Now, Stafford's gone now, but look, he's 10 years in. So that's my take on Deshaun. I- I'm done with the guy. Yeah, I- I'm done with the guy, too. Uh to me, it's more. I think it's more agent driven than Deshaun yes. driven. Um, right. If you look at his other clients, Jalen Ramsey, Earl Thomas. I mean, he has that you know vendetta against teams for some reason. I don't. I don't know what it is. Especially when they start losing. Um, when Jacksonville imploded in 2018, that's when the whole you know um, stuff about the coaches and the owner and he found his his way out. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping by the end of, um, before the, um, trade deadline, we hear something. I'm just ready for it to be over with, uh, either, either way, like, like Chris said, we can make him suffer, but I'd rather get something out of him than him rather than him sitting on the, on the bench. Yeah. The, the, the main thing with Washington though, what's hurting us is all these allegations. Um, mm-hmm. nobody wants to really touch it just because, just because. Because of you never know. You don't know if he's going to be able to play again. You don't know, you know, if he's going to get suspended for a year. So that's what's hurting us. And last, I believe, I think he has a hearing, what, in January, Grinsaw, if, if I'm not? Um, February. 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 Yeah, February. Oh, yeah. So it's a long road. Long, long road. No, but I wonder, as Crenshaw said, maybe playing the long game makes the most sense, too. Wait till things are cleared up one way or the other and maybe get a little more mm-hmm. instead of trading them now for next to nothing because everyone's afraid of what might happen. Yeah, yeah. But you play the long game, the price goes back up because, it's you know, teams can't be scared now. Right now, they're like, okay, we'll give you these picks, but if he goes to jail, you're going to do this and do that. So just wait till after the trial, see what happens, and we go from there. Yeah, no, because, I mean, he still has – I've always been – before everything happened, I've always been a huge fan of him, even since Clemson. I mean, he's got all the talent in the world still, too. So, I mean, if his name's able, able to be claimed, I mean, clearly there's going to be almost every team in the league's going to want him, too, definitely. So, it'll be interesting for sure to see how it plays out. Yeah, I mean, summer, I was a Washington fan, too. A lot of Tessin fans thought he was going down to you guys in New England. <laughs> yeah. We thought you guys were going to get Deshaun um, during the summer. But, you know, I wish. Those rumors, you know, always come out. <laughs> yeah, hmm and, and before all these allegations, I mean, every every team did did one. Denver, everybody, but now, mm-hmm. now nobody wants to touch him with the ten foot pole. Was mm-hmm. I get it, you know? And I was I was a, a Deshaun Watson fan too, in, in Clemson, and but just the way the whole as a fan, just the whole way that he um, conducted himself mm-hmm. with his whole, you know, it, it, it kind of left a sour taste in my mouth, and I think Crenshaw's as well. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I would think it would leave a sour taste in every Texan's mouth because, as you mentioned earlier, first of all, before the allegations, and those are all driven through him, but if they'd gone ahead and made a move, there's a huge haul you guys are going to get between picks, players, whatever it might be. And now all of a sudden, because of his mistakes, the Texan franchise is going to pay 
you know, as far as not getting much back. Nothing that you guys have done wrong. It's his issues, but you guys mm-hmm. have to pay him the price and not get anything back from him, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, before everything came to light, we had Joe Brady uh, signed as our as our head coach, um, but then he found out that Deshaun Watson was getting in all this legal trouble, and he said, "I'm out." And went stay with Carolina. Yeah. I, I like David Cole so far, but man, what he can do with the offense is amazing. And you know, if if he just say I have all this trouble and then and not be, I hate to say it, but not be a diva, uh, we could be a top team in in the AFC. Uh, like I said earlier, um, Casario has really built this team. Lovey Smith's defense uh, has really stacked up. So. <sighs> As real disappointing as a fan. Yes. Yeah, you mentioned Nick Casario a few times. Like, you got a few of our former Patriot players there still, too. Yeah. So I just want to ask you guys a question. So just like kind of what are your guys' opinions on just these former Patriots guys? I mean, we've had these guys for a, lot, for, um, a bunch of years. So just, um, just I mean, anything that kind of jumps out to you guys. So just Danny Amendola, Rex Burkhead, Marcus Cannon, Brandon Cooks. And then I'll even throw in um, – Boston College guy, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, uh, special teams guy, more in a linebacker also. Just kind of anything that jumps out of you guys. Obviously, these were, for us and people that view us, you know, these are like some of the fan favorite guys. So just kind of like any opinions or stuff you guys have on those guys. Go ahead, Chris. I'll let you start. Uh, well, Cannon has uh, been a big disappointment. Uh, I don't think he's going to play Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to get Charlie Heckley in there. So I don't like Cannon because – the position he planned, we had to move our um, right tackle over to the left uh, left guard, and that's not a good look. We need to get Titus back over there. Um, Rets, um, we could do without him. Danny surprised me. He had a big first game, but then, you know, he got hurt, but he's back this Sunday. Um, Cooks, balling, top five, receiving. And um, the linebacker, you said, he surprised me as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Pierre, uh, Pierre Hill. Yeah, I can't pronounce his name. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin Pierre Lewis. Lewis, yeah. Lewis. Yeah, I always forget that last part. Yeah. But yeah, he's been great with the run stop. I mean, he mm-hmm. he's been him and um Kursky is have been phenomenal stopping the run. So it's a great it's a great pickup and, and he did it for cheap. He did it for the league minimum one year. So I, I, I like it. Um I I'm a always been been big Rex Burkhead fan, even uh his days in college. Um I think it's time for him to hang up the cleats. I just I don't think he has it anymore. Uh I have to agree with Crenshaw too. Um Cannon is a we had a lot of hype for him. <laughs> it's just, a lot. It, it it doesn't look well, good. Uh I know they were talking about maybe moving him to guard, but I don't something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh it, it's very disappointing. Um, and Cooks, yeah, Cooks is looking like a top five receiver. I mean, if they can get the ball into his hands, he, he makes phenomenal plays, especially with Tyrod Taylor dancing out there looking like Deshaun and then throwing it up there. So, uh, Damian Ardor, he's a good pickup too. Um, like he again, Chris also had big, uh, first game to me. Damian Ardor is supposed to be what Randall Cobb was supposed to be for us last year. He's supposed to get 600 yards, maybe four or five touchdowns, a good third down, uh, third slot guy, you know, way you cheaper. The first don't forget, don't forget that way cheaper, way cheaper. <laughs> way cheaper. <laughs> and 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 Aaron Rodgers ain't gonna demand him to come to Green Bay, so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so just even like obviously just going back to the Rex Burkhead thing, that was one thing that did kind of surprise me too. Because like I said, 
he's not a bad player, but I was just even surprised. I didn't see even him coming here, what kind of opportunities he would have had running the ball. Dude, obviously, he came into a loaded backfield. So I'm really not surprised, especially with him not really getting the ball much because I didn't really see where he was going to fit in there, but that's really it. Yeah, uh, I was I was hoping him would be more of, of a screen guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they use him for the screen passes, but yeah. uh, they've, they've used that more with um, David Johnson, and it's, yeah. it's worked out. I mean, we would have got a touchdown uh, yes, uh, last week if it wasn't tipped and, of course, mm-hmm. bad weather. Yeah. But uh, I, I hate to see him never really get the shot. So, like I said, I've always been a big, big fan of his. So. So, uh, Chris, all before we leave, you have any questions for them about the Patriots? Or? Um, I mean, we've been trying to follow you guys' footsteps since we've been born, and I wish we stopped doing that, but it seemed like that's something this team loves. They want to do it you guys' way, and we want to be New England South so bad. So that's mm-hmm. the only thing I got to say. But I got a question for you guys. So what do you think of your Red Sox? Red Sox are struggling tonight, actually, right before we get on. They were down. They gave a couple home runs. Um, it's been the strangest year in that they weren't predicted to be much in the preseason. They were bad last year. They were predicted maybe oh, mid-80 wins, maybe if they were lucky. We had predicted maybe a borderline wild card type team. And then they went on this run to start the year when they were the best team, one of the best teams in baseball until the start of August. And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden they went south and had a terrible August. They were out of the playoff thinking they're going to miss it. And then they finished okay, and they made their way back in. So they've been an up-and-down team. Um, I think Alex Cora has done a very good job of what he's had making things work. But this Tampa Bay series will be tough. The Yankees game was yeah. a great game the other night. Intensity-wise, the Fenway Park was off the hook. Um, oh, yeah. We was, Sox- was happy I won that game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that Tampa and I think Houston both are probably a little too much for the Sox this year. You never know. We'll, we'll see what happens. They've got a three-out-of-five game series there. But – like I said, they're going to take a loss tonight, and this will be a tough one. If we get through here, I think Houston's a tough matchup for us also. So we're going to see what happens there. Yeah. Now, and just going back, and I agree with the same thing. Obviously, I predicted they would be somewhere probably in the mid-80s for wins, so they got a little more. So I think overall a good year. I say they slightly overachieved this year. And just I think anything from here is just icing on the cake from whether um, next round we'll see who we face. And I think advancing past Seattle, like you just said, is icing on the cake. Yeah, it's crazy. If you had asked us back in April, we'd have said, and you told us this was going to happen, we'd be like, oh, this is great. We're in the playoffs. This is a great season. If you had asked in July, mm-hmm. we'd have expected a lot more because they were playing so well. So kind of an up and down summer, but um, they're still playing right now, which is nice. We'll see what yeah. happens. Be- before we go, kind of staying on the baseball subject because, you know, it's, it's postseason time. Um, 2017 Houston Astros, Y'all are y'all upset about it or <laughs> – <laughs> not upset. That was a great team. It just, I mean, Alex Cora had a great run, run with you guys and got him over with us after the fact. So, um, no, the, you guys have been really, really good for a long stretch. I know you had the whole scandal, obviously, and then they kind of had that off year with all the punishment, but you guys are right back in this year. So, that, that's, you guys are that's, doing one, well. that's one big reason why I was excited the Yankees to lose because they, you know, use that excuse. Oh, we stole the World Series from them. We sold the World Series from them. But yet, throughout the whole Yankees era, they were founded on uh, cheating. So it's like, come on, man, you're gone to Kettle Black. Like, you know, everybody does it. It, it yeah. just is part of the game. If you're not, I, think, I always say, if you're not cheating, you're not. I trying, think every. So. 
not only you guys, but we paid the price with Alex Cora because he was part of it. So we're both kind of at fault there. I mean, our manager was the one that was your, your bench coach and leading the way with the whole thing. So as yeah. much as I could say you guys cheated, I guess our manager was part of it. So we'll, we'll sit in that together, I guess. But they all paid the price, too. They had the punishment. You know, it's not a lifetime sentence. Yeah, they, yeah. Spent, they all served it. We lost core for a year. You guys obviously have a new manager from it, things like that. And both teams are recovered. So you move yeah. ahead. Yeah. And just like you had said quickly, like it would have been one thing, I think, because you guys obviously struggled the first year after. It would be one thing if you guys hadn't bounced back. But you guys have enough talent. You guys showed it clearly. Obviously, whether or not you got an advantage from that is another conversation. But you guys still always had a good team. You guys always had talent. It's not like you were some team that was horrible and just only got there because you cheated either so it's clearly obviously you guys have bounced back and showed you guys are still a word series contending team no matter what happens agree agree yeah thank fine talking to some fans with some sense i'm telling you <laughs> it's, it's been rough but... not always we try but not always we try. <laughs> <laughs> hey at least you're honest about it you know you know that that's all baseball was founded on cheating uh, I, like I said earlier, you know, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Everybody does it. You know, even Jerry Rice admitted to cheating back in the eighties. So is, is this is it is it good? No, but it happens. Yeah. So you know, I I mean, well, you know, the players do it because you notice the the guy at second base, he try to tell the guy that's bad and what the signs are. So I mean, they do it every day. Yeah. That's that fine so. line. With, right. Like you said, you're always trying to get the advantage any way you can. Yeah, got to switch it up. It's too much. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, guys, before uh, before we head out, is there uh, anything last words you'd like to say? No, I just want to thank you guys for having us. Um, this was great. It's nice to be able to talk to someone in a different city with a different fan base and kind of get their take on things. Like we talk Patriots all the time, and our podcast deals with our New England teams, whether it's the Patriots, the Celtics, the Red Sox, the Bruins, and Boston College. It's great to be able to talk to somebody in a different city. A different take on things so we appreciate the opportunity to come on yeah no same thing as same i just want to you know thank you guys for um having us on you know i just think this was a great opportunity like you said to get some different perspectives and just to talk about this week's game yeah same here uh, we appreciate our guys coming on and uh you know answering our our calls uh i know hopefully we we play uh, each other next year and we can do this again uh before we head out Tell us where we can find you on uh, social media so our fans can uh, check out some of y'all's work. Yeah, so, I mean, our podcasts are on all the major platforms, Spotify, places like that, but it's also on Twitter, just at Player Principal is the handle or just the player in the principal's name of the site. So um, on Twitter is our big spot. And then, like I said, between iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, those sites also, same thing. And then, Jack, your Twitter handle? Yeah, and then just so my Twitter handle is um, Jack83Kelly. And I do some stuff. So I'm a communications major in college right now. So I do some writing and stuff for football and boxing and stuff also. So on my Twitter page, you'll see the links to just even the episodes and stuff we've done. And there's some of the writing stuff I've done also. So that'll all be on there. Oh, yeah. We definitely need to check those out. Always like a good oh, read. Yeah. You know? So, um, Crenshaw, where can we find you at? You can find me at Fifth Ward Crenshaw everywhere. And uh, hopefully uh, I can change my name next week with the W. <laughs> Uh, my name, you can find me on Twitter at Sadden Texans Fan. Uh, you can find our podcast on every major platform, and uh, on Twitter is a uh, Texan Fan Battle. So, uh, guys, again, thanks for coming on, and everybody uh, have a good, good week in the football. Thank you. Hope you guys get a win, just not this Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
I said I'll huff and I'll puff, then I'll pass to my left While I'm looking to my right, hit him right in the chest It be looking like magic, better give me the throne I ain't talking about Patrick, but 